tangent, a sudden digression to another line of thought or action. Carpegm, a safe haven for all things geek. Carpegm presents tangents. Enjoy. Hello, Internet. I'm joined today by the one and only Kyle McCauley. You probably know him pretty well by now if you've been listening to my feed for a while. He's been all over it. I just keep showing up. Yeah. Nobody wants me. I'm trying to refrain from the herpes joke. <laughs> and you're not, you're not making it easy, man. So... <laughs> Uh, welcome, welcome to Tangents. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> we'll just hop right into it, Kyle. You, uh, you were chomping at the bit to, uh, to tell me something, uh, something involving Flava Flav. Yes. So uh, I'm just going to turn it over to you because I'm extremely curious. Shoot. Okay. Um, oh God, how do I start this? I've wanted to tell you so much for so long, Dan. I love you, and. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. Um, so, I have come to the conclusion that Flava Flav is the Walt Whitman of our time. <laughs> and I am completely serious when I say this. The, the Walt Whitman of our time. The, the Walt Whitman of our time. Or insert, you know, uh, famous writer here, Ernest Hemingway, what have you. So no, no, we're we're going with Walt Whitman. I'm holding you to that. Okay, Walt we'll Whitman. Uh, have you ever seen Walt Whitman? Uh, no, no, he, I have not. He is the. <laughs> Did he wear a giant clock as a necklace? No, not at Damn all. It. He looked like Jed Clampett. <laughs> he, he's the guy. Huge beard, scraggly hair. Looks like he slept under a bridge. Warmed up with whiskey every night. Basically. Other than the whiskey every night and the uh, the sleeping under a bridge, Walt Whitman and Flava Flav could not look more different. <laughs> well, hold on now, because if you look at Flava Flav, like he's seen some shit in his day. Like he, <laughs> he does not look like a well kept well kept gentleman. No, uh, no, no. Yeah, I agree. It looks like Walt Whitman and Flava Flav. Okay, so let's make it this way: they 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 uh, hitched a ride on the same train car to to sleep under the same bridges together. Yeah, there you go. We'll right. go with that. Go ahead. So, okay. So we got Walt Whitman, who <laughs> is a renowned poet. Yes. And you're comparing Flava Flav. Yes. All right, I got to so, hear this, man. Okay. So uh, this all started with, uh, there was an article, I, I believe, on NPR that I had read, and uh, it was some 19-year-old kid who had listened to Public Enemies, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. Um, <laughs> which is their second album and is is actually one of my favorite albums. I am not a big, you know, uh, rap person. I don't normally care too much for it, but I am a big fan of Public Enemy. And on this album, there is a song, uh, it is the fourth track, it's called Cold Lampin' with, uh, hold on, I gotta pull it up, I'm sorry. Cold, cold Lampin' with Flava. Yeah, okay, so you've already got Flavor. it. Flavor. <laughs> 
Okay. Yo, man, what do you mean by suckers, man? Yo, we only trying to put a black eye in a gang. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, Flav. Okay, there you, I there know you what go. You're oh, man. So this is uh, this is Flavor Flav's only track on that album. Uh, the only track in which he, he does all or most of the rapping. And it's it's just a silly song. And up until no. this point, what? I said no. <laughs> up until this point, Flavor Flav is a joke. And I think you can agree with that. I think most of the population of the world can agree that Flavor Flav is just a joke. Yeah, absolutely. Of a person. He was a hype man. He was a train wreck. Yeah. So I, I always just kind of wrote Flavor Flav off. But after reading this article about this you know, young 19-year-old listening to Public Enemy for the first time and not really understanding like what the big deal about them was like got me really interested in listening to more of them so you know I'm pulling up their songs and everything like that I'm pulling them up on Wikipedia kind of reading everything and and just having like a really big public enemy kind of night this is like two o'clock in the morning when I'm doing this and I start stumbling across uh, their album that was the follow-up to it takes the nation of millions to hold us back and that was uh, fear of a black planet and on this album Flavor Flav wrote the song 911 is a joke. Now this song deals with 911 response time in black communities and how it is or not necessarily black communities but poorer communities, you know, right. uh, and how it's it's far less uh, responsive than in, you know, upper class uh, communities and everything of that sort. So his song on Fear of the Black Planet was 911 is a joke everything that it covers. Um, and this is this is a pretty big difference from, you know, Cold Lampin' with Flava. Okay. You know, I mean, it's actually kind of bringing up some pretty serious, you know, issues in the world, or in the in the, the U.S. at least. And I was kind of taken aback by this. I was like, wait a minute. And, and, and Flava, Flava actually wrote this song. This is not like Chuck D wrote it, gave it to him, and he just rapped it. No, like, Mr. Flav sat down... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Flav. Now, if you if you read on, you uh, he goes on to say that he uh, got blitzed out of his mind. I, I believe that's right. close to the proper terminology that he used and wrote it. You know, and wrote this like pretty powerful piece about nine one one response time. Um, the next song on the album that he wrote was "Can't Do Nothing for You, Man," and that is you know he's getting richer and. Goes back to the old the Bronx, and all of his friends want him to, you know, buy buy them stuff and everything like that. And he, you know, he's like, "Hey, man, like, just because I'm rich and famous doesn't mean like, you know, I got to go out giving handouts." Actually, that one's not that great. That's, <laughs> I'm gonna cut that one. Either way, it was just the fact that like he's writing songs that, I mean, he's flame flame for God's sakes. But the reason why this this took me back, this is uh, actually one of the more popular songs from this album. Okay. And this album has been entered into the Library of Congress. All right. For conservation. <laughs> Let me repeat that. I, I heard you. Flava Flav is in the Library of Congress. You know, I, I wonder what's what's the bar? Like, is the the Facebook post that I made last week in the Library <laughs> of Congress? I mean, with the with, with the whole. Uh, Homeland Security sucking up everything online, so I was just wondering. <laughs> well, here, so uh, so you're saying Flav Flav wrote a couple of good words, 
and is in the Library of Congress for conservation. Therefore, Flava Flav equals Walt Whitman. And well, when you say it, it just makes me sound like an asshole. But yes, <laughs> in right, so me, many words. Let's let's play a little game. While you were while you were talking there, I I, I got some stuff together. Okay. I'm gonna give you two quotes. Uh-huh. I want you to tell me if it's Walt Whitman <laughs> or Flava Flav. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Is the first one Yo Chuck? Because <laughs> I'm going to say Walt Whitman. Let your soul stand cool and composed before a million universes. Or, <laughs> I wear my Viking helmet because the horns define how sharp my brains are. If you try to rub me the wrong way, I will stick you with both of my horns. One of those uh, is Walt so, Whitman. <laughs> they're both so majestic. And, I mean, really, I think both of those statements are getting at the same point. I don't... <laughs> it's really hard to tell. Okay. Which one of these is Walt Whitman? A morning glory at my window satisfies me more than the metaphysics of books. Or... Or... I sat our house on fire when I was a little child playing with lighters. Boy, did I burn the place down. <laughs> Between the two of those, which one is Walt Whitman? Hold on, I got a Wikipedia Walt Whitman and see if he burned his house down. That's funny. So, yeah, just interesting tidbit there that Flava Flav, a man who is pretty well regarded as a joke of a man. Absolutely. And a, and a, a rapper, what have you, actually had some very important things to say. Like... Doing oh, scripted acting is a challenge to me. I can't remember things too good. So remembering lines is a challenge to your boy. <laughs> wait, wait, what was that last bit? Remembering lines is a challenge to your boy. To your boy? I, I can see the parallels with Whitman. Uh, here, here's a Whitman quote. Re-examine all that you have been told. Dismiss that which insults your soul. That sounds like a rap, right? Okay, uh, <laughs> hold on. Before you uh, say that, uh, say that again, but... At the beginning, put Yo Chuck. Yo Chuck. Examine all that you've been told. Dismiss that which insults your soul. What? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Ch- Chuck? Chuck? Oh, <laughs> shit, I hit him with my clock again. How about uh, my chicken ain't no joke? I ain't scared to go up against the colonel taste wise. Wow. Where are you finding these at? Holy shit. Where's my mouse at? I have to find more of these. So, yes. Flavor of Flav. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's <laughs> nice to know that we're we're saving these gems. The Viking helmet one was pretty good. Yes. Uh, it's nice to know we're, we're saving those things for posterity. Good job, li- <laughs> Library of Congress. It's tax dollars at, uh, at being put to good work right there. Now, to to be fair, uh, it is a really great album uh, and everything of that sort. And most most of the album is actually Chuck D, uh, you know, trying to make a, a difference in the world. So, but <laughs> it is a good album. I, I like Public Enemy. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, what, what do you think? Do you think the uh, the alarm clock's ringing on this one? We should move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, we should, or, or should we should put one more gem out here, like? Uh, <laughs> 
if anyone wants to know what the definition of dope means, it's definition of public enemy. <laughs> and with that, we'll, we'll move on to something else. That's totally Walt Whitman. That's so bad. <laughs> Uh, if you're still with us after that, <laughs> I got. May gotta, God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> you're a glutton for punishment, obviously. All right. So, uh, recently, one of my hopes and dreams has been crushed. Uh, my my youngest stepson just turned 17, which kind of closes the door on the possibility of me doing a thing that I that I that I was seriously considering doing. What I wanted to do was for his birthday one day, I wanted to gather together a whole bunch of my buddies, a bunch of friends and stuff that he's never met, a bunch of goofballs, and stage like an action scene. Somebody, maybe for his 16th birthday, but it never, it didn't, or his 17th birthday, it didn't really happen. Uh, it didn't have the time, didn't have the resources, whatever. So, like, I envisioned it like we're all sitting in the living room or whatever. And some car comes squealing down the street, slams on the brake in front of our house. Some guy jumps out of the car. You know, maybe he's got some blood on him or something. Slams on the door. You know, runs up to the porch, pounds on the door. And I'd make sure that Aaron was the one to answer it. And he'd shove a box into Aaron's hands and be like, hey, you know, you got to get this to such and such so-and-so. Don't let him know I was here. And then he runs back to his car and, uh, like, flies, hops back in his car and squeals tires getting back up the street. And then uh, I was thinking maybe like immediately after that, you see another car come flying down the street and uh, up the street, maybe they throw a couple of M80s out or something so that they pow, 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 you know. And then I would I would get Aaron all hyped up. I'm like, dude, we got to get this out of the house right now. Like, I can't have, we can't have this stuff coming back on our family. Like, we got to go. So like, <laughs> we, we'd hop in the car. We gotta go. We gotta go. So we'd hop in the van and take off and I'd, you know, have him drive. Oh my God, this would be awesome. Or maybe I'd drive for a while. I don't know. I was going to say that, I mean, like, how would you go about that? Like, you gotta drive. Yeah, it's a good point. So, my leg's dumb. I can't move it. <laughs> oh, my leg's asleep. <laughs> So then we, we'd go to somewhere public, like the mall or something, thinking, you know, trying to convince him, let's go there, it'd be safe, you know. And we'd just have this big adventure where I'd have some people, like, stationed around, like, looking all creepy or following us around or something like that. So we'd have to kind of creep through the mall, hopefully not get arrested in the process. <laughs> and the long and short of it, uh, we'd get through we'd get through our... Uh, our, our enemies there one way or another, sneaking around, getting back out to the car or whatever. Uh, obviously, we'd forget our cell phones accidentally. And the whole thing would end with um, maybe me running the van up on a curb or something mm-hmm. and uh, us having to get out and walk. So wait, wait you, would, you would physically damage your, your van? No, just put it up on a curb. <laughs> he, he'd buy it. <laughs> it must... A, you must not think very highly of him, and B, he must not know a lot about cars. It's not even like that. Just in the moment, I think he'd buy Just, it. Oh, so, shit, we're on a curb. we got to get out. <laughs> <laughs> this, was the, this was the delivery system for me to buy him a car or something. Oh, I see. 
And then, you know, we'd, we'd go trekking around the corner or something like that where I would have the car strategically parked after, you know, this debacle. And I'd be like, hey, we got to get in the car, man. They're coming. And so I'd open a door and there'd be some keys on the seat or something and be like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd eventually, eventually get to the drop point or the police station, whatever he wanted to do. And uh, I'd throw him the keys to the car and it'd be his. Happy birthday, Aaron. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's great parenting, Dan. Don't you love that? <laughs> I think that'd be a riot. The only problem is he's too old now to fall for it. That was yeah. the thing. Yeah. Um, and I never bought him a car, so that's a fail. <laughs> so what do you think? My first question. <laughs> Let's hear it. Is I'm assuming at some point Aaron would be like, Dad, I don't, I don't want to do this. This is... <laughs> I want to stop. And my question is, for your backup plan, would you have had a gun, whether it loaded or not, does not matter, would you have had a gun, at which point you would have pulled on him and said, get in the car? No, I would not have pulled, <laughs> held my son up to gunpoint. <laughs> uh... I don't know. Maybe this wouldn't have worked. <laughs> Maybe it's better that it, I didn't try. It probably is. I mean, it's. I mean, I mean, I'm not your son, but if this were happening to me, like at some point, like there's a breaking point, and it's like you don't know. No, I'm gonna throw the package down. They can find it. I'm going home. <laughs> you know. That's it. And it just, I mean, if you're you in, threw the package down. Yeah. <laughs> And if the end, if if you know the end point is you getting him to this car, like you gotta keep him going. You know you can't be like, no, we gotta do it. This man handed you a package. Don't you want to help a nice man? Don't you want to grow up and be a mailman? <laughs> the mail must go through. <laughs> what if that was how the postal service did did interviews? <laughs> It's a they training threw, exercise for FedEx. Right. Just threw a package at you. <laughs> you must deliver this by any means necessary. <laughs> Careful, it's fragile. It'd be, it'd be all Rambo's working at uh, FedEx there. Oh my goodness, that'd be amazing. I'm going postal <laughs> this time. It's serious. What a shitty movie. <laughs> Stallone's like 60-something. He's got to do something. I mean, he did stop or my mom will shoot. I mean, he has... The mail must go through, you know? (laughs) What do you want me to do about it? I got to take the car? I got to take the car. I guess. Come on, son. We're going to go deliver this package. Got a a thing I got to do, you know? Uh, Who would his son be? (laughs) Uh... I got nothing. Neither do I. But I'm imagining Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger on like a buddy cop movie, but they're <laughs> postal workers. <laughs> one's a retired army commando. <laughs> the the other one's a, a a fitness guru, straight laced. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> just take it to the police. <laughs> Stop being such a pussy. Don't call me that. We, we've come so far from my original intent, man. 
Oh wow! So, right. as so, any other flaws in my plan? <laughs> um, <laughs> other than having to hold my son at gunpoint. Oh wow! My my immediate reaction was like we'd get like a block down the road and get pulled over. Yeah. <laughs> you know how fast you were going? Hey, somebody's trying to kill my family. <laughs> Soon the SWAT team's busting down our door. And we're like, happy birthday, Aaron. I had to sell your car to cover the remodeling. <laughs> I don't want to know the other story where you're pulled over by the cops and your son's like, somebody's trying to kill our family. We have to get this package out. And you're like, no, Aaron, it was just a joke. No, Dad, it's serious. Our family's safety is not a joke. <laughs> so the cop's like... Then he, then he's, Who are these people? Then he grabs the stick shifts, shoves it in drive, and slams my foot on the gas. I'm like, go, Dad! He obviously doesn't understand. <laughs> so now we're running from the cops for real. This is a terrible day. It's a horrible plan. Although, at least I know if I can make it to the corner of 7th and, and Market that I got a car there to swap out to. <laughs> Nobody's going to be looking for <laughs> You've already got the backup plan. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> Just don't hit don't hit any curbs. <laughs> that's, in, that's the ender right there. Go up, go up on a curb. Just got to get out of the van and run. Uh, the other thing would be like I hit somebody's dog or something. And then yeah. Aaron would be crushed. <laughs> so would I. Oh my goodness! So we're running from the cops. We're, we're Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone running from the cops because our jackass stepdad wanted to play a joke on me for my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to me! It's five to life. <laughs> we're in jail, running over some little old lady in a crosswalk. He's driving with no license. Right. He's in juvenile hall. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm in prison for uh, a reckless endangerment of a minor. Man, involuntary manslaughter. All right. <sighs> That's a sad story. Well, Aaron, if you hear this, happy birthday, man. Uh, the <laughs> present I'm giving you is not doing this. <laughs> the only problem is, doing this was the only way you were going to get a car. <laughs> It's a package deal. It's a package deal. I can't do this. You don't get a car. I'm sorry. Uh, he's on his way to, to the corner of 7th and Market right now. <laughs> or is the car still there? <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I think we'll go ahead and call this one a, a done deal. Thanks for listening. If uh, you, the listener, has any uh, weird topics you'd like us to cover, gaming or, or otherwise, um, send in an email to dan at carpegm.net uh, or even if you just want to get on the show if you want to get on the mics and do a tangent with me hit me up we'll see if we can set up a time to make that happen so that's a tangent